0: You're listening to And So I Followed an Alternative Religion Podcast with Graham McMillan-Mason. Episode 4, James Hart. Hello, welcome back to And So I Followed an Alternative Religion Podcast. We're at episode 4. We have been away for a little while. We're in the second season now. I'm really sorry I keep doing that sometimes I just don't post anything for a while but I had good reason this time I felt you know Christmas time New Year time I wanted to spend a little bit more time with my family with my wife and I'm sure you guys had exactly the same feeling as well it's Christmas we get a little bit busy and outside of all of that it's really really difficult to get bands to do interviews at that time because none of them are touring they're doing the same thing So I thought we'd have that little month and a half break and then come back and do this as regular as it allows me to do. But this week, we've got James Hart. It was an interview I did at the Cat House in Glasgow before their really, really triumphant returning show, which I've got to be honest, even took me by surprise. Um, I was a fan of Eight Visions for a long, long, long time. And then they broke up. I want to say it was a good 10 years ago. Um, It it was certainly a while ago. And they've came back with a new album, which is always a risk. There's always that risk of the people still care. Uh, They're going to come back the way they should be, or the way they used to be, sorry. And they really have. They've came back better. Um, I'd seen them live a few times beforehand, and they were always good. But I've got to be honest, they've stepped the game up. It was a really good show, and... James is really lovely, made a lot of time, I managed to arrange the whole podcast with him, so I just want to put on the record, a thanks to him for doing it, but I don't want to bang on too much about the show and my experience and why I've been away, I'd rather just get straight in with the podcast, but before I do that, you know, thank you very much for sticking around, if you have come back, if you're a repeat listener, um, keep subscribing, keep liking the podcast and, and sharing it if you can, because... What that means is that other people can hear the stories of some amazing musicians and some amazing artists. They do have to put up with my voice a little bit um, during, but there's some really great stories of some fantastic inspiration throughout the podcast from some really, really amazing people. Like I say, amazing artists. Um, And I'd like as many people as possible to hear those stories. Before I do that, before I go into the podcast anyway, I do want to play one of the new tracks from Making Visions from their new album because, like I was saying, I think it's some of the best stuff they've ever done it, if not the best. And I think, for me, the standout track from their new album is a song called The Disease, The Decline and Wasted Time. Um, really is a return to form, but I'm going to let you decide that and just play it straight off the bat. I'm really confident you're going to love it. After that, we're going to go straight into the podcast little bit of background noise because we did it during a support band in the dressing room but if you're a fan of the band landscapes then that's all fine you get an interview and you get a set from landscapes enjoy it speak to you after the podcast thanks for coming back
1: They bleed, away.
0: We're with uh, James from 18 Visions in Cat House. Day is the 10th of November? Yeah, 2017. How are you doing today, you all? Good, man.
2: Yeah, a little tired, but all in all, pretty well.
0: Is this your second show?
2: Yeah, we're just doing three shows. Yeah. Uh, London last night, Manchester tomorrow. So. Cool. Yeah. How is London? It's killer. Yeah? It's great, yeah. Good to be back. Um, you know, honestly... We didn't think... I mean, I specifically didn't think I'd ever be back over here uh, playing shows. Maybe as a tourist or something, but never, you know, playing live gigs, especially with 18 Vision. So this is just like a dream come true for us.
0: Yeah, because it's been like 10 years, right? At least. 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, I guess, I always like to ask if you've noticed any like touristy things in Glasgow. Have you made your way around the city today? Or?
2: No, we got in... Um, pretty much came straight to the venue. Uh, we had like yeah. a, a long drive from London. So um, unfortunately I haven't got to see much of the city but I've been told to eat some deep fried pizza. <laughs> pizza crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go for that. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. good. Uh, we do vegan pizza crunch and normal pizza crunch. You can kind of cool. get it anywhere you like. Cool. So whatever your dietary preference. Um, I guess I kind of crack on with one question always And then just let you run with it And we'll go as far as we can get Cool So And you can take it back As far as you want But what is your Earliest memory Of falling in love with Music Or the art form That you do Um Gosh
2: I think It had to have been Like mid 80s Mid to late 80s Where I was able to start to like realize the I guess the diversity of music different artists and this sounds different from this band and that band sounds different from that band yeah um I was exposed to a lot of classic rock uh I was just exposed to a lot of like 80s like synth pop um radio stations in Southern California we had a pretty wide variety back then of like heavy metal stations uh rock stations um alt rock synth pop pop yeah uh you know so i kind of i I kind of like was able to get into everything Uh, i've always enjoyed music for what it is for me a good song is a good song it doesn't really matter where it comes from for me um you know my my parents my mom was a bit older my dad she listened to like the beatles and stuff like that growing up and then got current as music, you know, progressed. So I was exposed to, like, Morrissey and Depeche Mode and Duran Duran. My dad was more into, like, the classic rock, uh, Zeppelin, The Stones, The Who. Um, And then, you know, I got exposure to, like, stuff like that and, like, Scorpions. Um, And so I I felt like I I gravitated towards that because it had, like, an, an edgier vibe to it. And then, you know, when bands like... Molly crew came out and yep. like metallica guns N' roses that had like the attitude to go along with the music and i was really really drawn to that um i feel like those bands definitely opened the door to like heavy metal music for me i was in my teenage years exposed to like more like punk rock yeah from like skate videos, yeah. Bad Religion, Pennywise, No Effects, early Green Day, um, Minor Threat, Gorilla Biscuits, hardcore bands too that I didn't even know yeah. were straight edge or what straight edge yeah. was. Cause you're straight edge. Right? Yeah. So, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea until, and I knew, I knew what straight edge was, but I didn't know those were straight edge bands. Yeah.
0: Um, it was all about the music at to- yeah, yeah, the Yeah, yeah,
2: totally. The and, F- then, at that point. and then, and I, then I, I made friends with somebody in high school and he was into like other hardcore bands and exposed me to some like heavier stuff like uh early unbroken um local band called excessive force which was a straight edge band and you know i thought that stuff was really cool and then i found out like gorilla biscuits and minor threat was like preaching straight edge stuff and i just kind of gravitated to that and that lifestyle um and then from there, I just wanted to hear the heavier stuff. I didn't like a lot of like the Youth Crew hardcore stuff that was going on. It wasn't melodic enough, and it wasn't heavy enough for me. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. I was more into, you know, Slayer and yeah. Maiden and Metallica, Megadeth, Faith No More. Yeah. Um, and then you know I found Sepultura, um, which was like super heavy for me at the time. Uh, chaos ad was just like such a such yeah. a great great record um it's
0: funny you mention all those bands it does kind of when i think of 18 visions the bands you've mentioned you've mentioned each one i would thought so do you, do you find i mean i know the answer to this because i can see it but do you find that what 18 visions become even in its early stages right to to right now was very much born of your childhood and because I, I always found it was a, a quite a good, there was a heaviness to eight Visions, especially in the beginning. And even when you went through that transitional period, I still feel it was like a really good aesthetic about it. When you mentioned Depeche Mode earlier, did you find you picked up that as well?
2: Yeah, I think for me, I didn't bring the Depeche Mode influence into the band as much as somebody like Keith Yeah. with his clean channel, guitar tones and stuff like that. Um, But we were all like really into a lot of the same stuff. Uh, You know, we were into doing the heavy thing and and making it metal and and weird. But then we kind of wanted to go back into our youth and and bring in some different elements, like a Nirvana or Alice in Chains element to the band and the songs, like a grungier, more like hard rock vibe to some of the stuff. And I mean, there's even some riffs like that on "Until the Ink Runs Out." Yeah, you know which may not shine through in the way that they do on the latter stuff because there's not like a rock vocal over yeah, it yeah, of course. but like the riffs and the intentions are there so yeah i think you know we're very much like a derivative of our youth and like what we listen to yeah cool i
0: mean i know a lot of people are like that but i kind of like when it's really evident I like when you can only see someone's
2: influences without actually having to
0: speak to them yeah totally i to get that chance today but yeah. at the
2: same time um, even on the new album there's uh, some clean tone on the album and I went to Keith and I was like man that really is like a super like Cure vibe yeah to you know to that part it's really really cool like your Cure inf- you know influence like really yeah. kind of shows through and he's like oh awesome yeah
0: So how did 18 Visions kind of start? What was the... Did you have a band before that? And then it kind of changed? It just
2: started as 18 Visions? Yeah, so it started out as kind of like a garage, like metal band. Um, We didn't really know what we were doing. And to be honest with you, I got kicked out. Yeah. And (laughs) and replaced for one show before it was even 18 Visions. I know. The singer ended up leaving and starting another band. Um, And then I ended up kind of like rejoining. Yeah. And... Yeah, the early stuff was a very, very kind of direct replica because we were so young, 16 years old, writing this music. Didn't really know how to create our own. Yeah, yeah. Signature sound. Different. So it was yeah, like yeah, a heavy, yeah. like Pantera, Sepultura, Bloodlet influence. Um, for people that don't know, Bloodlet was like an early Victory Records, like okay. weird yeah, like yeah. metal core band that was like super super good but super different from like anything else yeah. that was being put out at the time um, ended up kind of turning into more of like a neurosis type band oh yeah, yeah but course, they were yeah, yeah. they were great and a heavy early influence on us
0: okay. it's good sometimes you have I think uh, there's a lot of people I've spoken to and a lot of the influence you expect like a bigger influence like we've mentioned the bands that have been you know, mentioned before but sometimes kind of local bands are kind of the one band that makes you go I reckon I could do that yeah yeah totally it's nice to have that Um, and one thing I I did want to touch on because I I lived through it I'm like I'm 31 so I remember the kind of change from vanity to uh, obsession I remember that and I remember all the press that went with it and the change and stuff like that and one thing I really wanted to ask and I think this happens naturally with any artist I think you naturally progress I don't always think it's a conscious thing um, and I think the amount of influences you mentioned beforehand, I think it's only natural to do something that's slightly different and Obsession was so really really heavy super heavy, I mean Tarot Snakes for me, the end, is like the heaviest thing you've you've wrote Yeah. but obviously all the press that came with it felt it was more mellow and it had elements of that but was that a conscious thing or do you think that was built from your influence and wanting to do something ever so slightly different I
2: think we just wanted to do things different we didn't yep. want to get You know, we didn't want to be bored with what we were doing And I kind of started figuring out how to sing And I think the guys wanted to kind of, you know Write some of the music around that ability And then, two, we were working with a producer For the first time, like a real producer That, like, kind of tore down our songs And um, that was different for us Uh, But, yeah, I think... You know, it's just like, hey, let's try something a little different, you know, which was fun for us at the time. And, you know, we're so, so immersed in, like, being able to do those things that maybe we went, like, a little overboard with them sometimes and didn't focus as much on some of the stuff that we had done in the past really, really well, which is, you know, flash forward, you know, to this new album. Yeah. And we can look back in retrospect at... Some of the things that we did really, really well that we enjoyed doing from album to album and some things that maybe, you know, we didn't like doing so much or something that we're like, hey, that was really cool for the time. But, you know, we really want to make a statement with this new album and we really want this to be a representation of kind of who we are and who the band is now. And some of the lighter material just didn't fit. You know the direction that we wanted to go or the album that we wanted to make yeah you know but we liked it for the time
0: yeah yeah for sure and I think um, I think the beauty of that album at the time as well was that social media became a real thing at that point and it could really push like a band and when you have something that was still super duper heavy like like I, I, I'll stand by this I think some of the heaviest stuff you wrote was on Obsession like some of the heaviest stuff was on that easily because it had choruses yeah. it's still damn heavy but I think having that something that was, for you, you might not have looked at it this way, but it was more accessible. It was a more accessible album. For sure. And I think having the beat of social media at that point bringing it out, people could clamber onto that, say a certain song, and then go back and learn your older stuff. But then I feel like those fans that have come with you, such as myself, hearing the new stuff, you hear both, but a total like freshness to it. I feel like the new stuff has an element of, of both. I'm pleased it didn't get rid of the choruses. I'm pleased to kept them.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think like that, that's you know, I wanted to keep the choruses for sure because yeah. that's definitely a huge part of me. And well, I you think good at it, so you should. Oh uh, thanks. <laughs> and I think it it you know when we started with vanity, it became a huge part of what the band was. Yeah. You know. Um, so, you know, focusing on stuff like that was, was definitely important. But I also, you know, with this album, tried to find a spot where maybe, you know, typically there would be a, would be a big melodic chorus, and I yeah. would, like, almost try to do the opposite and write something heavier over it, because yeah. people wouldn't expect it. And so I wanted to, like, keep, you know, listeners on their toes, and also challenge myself to do something different, you know, ten years later after the yeah. last album, and um, which is, you know, still good I think that's what made this record great for us Is that we, you know, 10 years later Didn't just come together and write a bunch of songs We were challenging ourselves self still Like trying to write the best songs Still, yeah. you know, stripping parts down Adding parts Tweaking with little things here and there Little nuances, intros um, You know, vocal stuff And, you know, the guys really pushed me too To, um, you know get the best out of me in yeah. terms of, of writing. Yeah.
0: Did you feel that you needed that time scale away to, to find that again? Because obviously you had another band completely. You all had different bands that you did. But in terms of 18 Visions alone, because I, I imagine when it breaks you think that I'm not going back to that. Yeah. But then you have. Do you feel that you needed that time away to freshen up ideas for coming back? Not so much freshen up, to come back as... How can I phrase this? So, do you feel that like Time Away helped you re- uh, give you a hunger to go back and challenge yourself with 18 Visions?
2: I think so, man. I think, um, you know, it was just one of those things where it, it was all like perfect timing, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think like four years ago or five or six years ago, you wouldn't get this album that we just yeah. put out, you know? We would probably be in a different mind frame of like what we wanted to do with the band, what we wanted to do with the songs in the album, you know. So for me, it's all perfect timing, and I hadn't written anything either in, you know, three years. I think it had been since I had written something for my from yeah you know, my other band, Burn Halo. Um, so I think it all just kind of worked out because I did try writing some stuff back in two thousand ten, and again in two thousand twelve for an 18-visions album that just never happened and i found it a little bit more challenging because i wasn't sure if everybody was all in on it number one and number two i felt like i just couldn't give it my full attention because i had something else taking up that that mind space
0: for me creatively yeah of course and i'll I'll leave with like one question i always ask i'd love to have more time but you know time is, is precious um I always like to ask if you could pick two things, two songs, any band you've ever been in, anything you've ever done, to introduce to a stranger, what would it be?
2: Um, oh man. That's a tough one. Yeah. This is going to sound weird, um, but I would probably play somebody Brokenhearted yeah. off the last album, if it's a total stranger. Because even though... We don't play that song, and it's not necessarily one of my favorite songs. It's definitely a song that I'm super proud of because yeah. I feel like for what it was, we executed it very, very, very well, and yeah. it just never got the attention that it should have. Um, and then another one, I would probably say Tower of Snakes, just because I feel like it's probably the most popular song that the band's yeah. done, and you know, a pretty good representation from start to finish – of you know what the band is
0: about. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. Nice to meet you, and I hope you have a good show. Cool. Them. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, man. So there you have it. It was short. It was sweet. But you know, sometimes face to face, even though it is genuinely shorter, nine times out of ten, is a lot better because you get so much more of a feel for that person when you're in the room with them. It's much more conversation than sometimes Skype can be. Now, I've had some great conversations on Skype, but at the same time, I must be honest, and you may have noticed over the past few podcasts, I'm much preferring face-to-face. Um, much, much more if I'm honest with you. But thanks, as always, for tuning in. Um, I really want to pop my my thanks for James and also Keith um, from Making Visions, who I spoke to afterwards, for helping me to arrange the podcast. Really lovely guys, all the time in the world for them, and they had all the time in the world for me, and, and that's all you can ask for from someone. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope it was worth the wait, and I hope that you join us again. I've got a few pre-recorded podcasts that are up my sleeve already. Um, with me, without you, if I'm honest with you, which I recorded yesterday, and I'm hoping to have that out over the next or, two weeks to a month. But we'll not set any date on it because, let's be honest, you can't trust me on that, can you? I'm terrible for that. I'm terrible for regularity. But thank you, as always, for tuning back in. I really mean that. Keep subscribing, keep liking, and most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, Let other people listen to the stories from people like James because I think it's important they need to be told. It inspires me. I hope it inspires you. Thanks for tuning in, as always. See ya.